if you look at our history for about 12 years or so, we have always played on the debt side of consumer finance, right? So we've always said, hey, let's start with credit. That's the hygiene, because if you don't have good credit or we don't help you build the right credit, you are not going to get access to the right financial products. So we started there. And then we jumped over to a credit cards offering business, then personal loans, and now we do mortgage and autos. But remember that all of these products are on the debt side of the consumer's finances, right? We have never played on the right-hand side of the equation, which is the asset side. And savings is the next obvious step for us, for us to play on the right-hand side, because if we were to fulfill our mission of financial uh, automation or uh, help consumers make financial progress, we have to play on the right-hand side and not only recommend products, but help make decisions uh, for consumers on the financial services side. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Credit Karma built a wonderful business providing almost 100 million people with free products to help them manage their debt. It was inevitable that they move into the asset side of their customers' personal balance sheets. And just last week, the firm announced a new savings account. Jagji Chawala, Credit Karma's General Manager for Tax and Savings, joined us on the show to discuss the decision to move into banking services. Like most players, Credit Karma didn't become a bank, but chose to launch a product in partnership with a licensed entity. We talk about the product spec of the new savings account and how this new product fits into the greater Credit Karma ecosystem for users. Jagji provides some early feedback from customers and provides an inkling into Credit Karma's future product plans on the asset side. Jagjit Chawla is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Before we jump into the interview, I wanted to invite you to Tearsheet's latest event, the Embedded Conference. A big theme on this program and in our reporting has been about how financial services are showing up everywhere, in B2B software platforms, in retail, transportation, and travel. The Embedded Conference brings together financial services, fintech, and vertical industries looking to create new financial products. We've got a great speaker lineup. Register today at early bird prices by going to our website and clicking on the embedded conference button at the top right of your screen. Hi, my name is Jagjit Chawla. I am the general manager for tax and savings at Credit Karma. I joined the company about three years ago as the GM for tax. And as we evolved on the asset sides, I took over the savings business as well. So before we hop into the, the savings aspect, can we talk about your background and how you got to Credit Karma? Sure. My background is product management. Before uh, coming to Credit Karma, I spent almost a decade at Google as a product manager. And I did a bunch of different gigs there, including uh, starting engineering operations for Google in India, do India product lead, do, do technical infrastructure, did social with G+. And my last gig there was hardware. That's Chromecast and Google Home. If you've used those products, that's definitely my team. And an electrical engineer by education, did an MBA somewhere in the middle, and a bunch of software engineering jobs before I landed here. So you come to Credit Karma, you, you, you own the tax piece. Um, what was the conversation? Why, why launch savings? Where, where did that come in the, and sort of the evolution of, of the product? Yeah, so I think that's a great question, Zach. If you look at our history for about 12 years or so, we have always played on the debt side of consumer finance, right? So we've always said, hey, let's start with credit. That's the hygiene, because if you don't have good credit or we don't help you build the right credit, you are not going to get access to the right financial products. So we started there. And then we jumped over to a credit cards offering business, then personal loans, and now we do mortgage and autos. But remember that all of these products are on the debt side of the consumer's finances, right? We have never played on the right-hand side of the equation, which is the asset side. 
And savings is the next obvious step for us, for us to play on the right-hand side, because if we were to fulfill our mission of financial uh, automation or uh, help consumers make financial progress, we have to play on the right-hand side and not only recommend products, but help make decisions uh, for consumers on the financial services side. And, and did that, I guess there are different ways you could have done that. Um, why decide on launching an actual account? Yeah, because I think uh, over the years, what we have done is we have actually built trust with 100 million consumers. For listeners who don't know, Credit Karma has over 100 million members across US, Canada, and now UK as well. Now, if you are a player where 100 million people trust you for the recommendations that you do, we wanted to play a more active role in their financial journey and actually be helping them moving money. And if we were to play on the asset side, we believe we need two things, right? We need a money movement platform that can not only recommend, but actually move the money uh, for the consumer. The second, uh, we needed trust with the consumer to hold the dollars. We have never done that. We have always done recommendations. So having a first party solution, which of course we are not a bank to clarify, we partner with MVB Bank, which is an FDIC, Govern bank in some sense, but in in that spirit, we we wanted to play a more active role in helping consumers manage their finances. And if you ask me why start with savings, I believe it's uh, very similar to what we did on the credit side, right? So the credit score was the first step because we believe that was the simplest step we could have taken on our side, the smallest thing we could have built, and the smallest ask for consumers to actually open a savings account is what we did. And that's our first foray into that side of the business. Very interesting. So can we delve a little deeper into the product itself? Can we talk about mm-hmm. sort of the, the bells and whistles? And, and I guess, as you describe that, how, how it fits into the greater Credit Karma ecosystem? Sure. Let's first uh, talk about the consumer offering. And mm-hmm. then I can talk about uh, what's in it for us from a business perspective. Sounds okay. good? Yeah, so from a consumer offering perspective, the product is 100% free. So the, think of it this way, there is no minimums, no initial, no fees for any kind. And the ease of account opening is what we are very proud of. So given that we have history with our members for over 12 years, we have lots of data from the credit report. And what we have enabled a product that you can open a banking account with MBB Bank in about four clicks on our platform. I think we're very proud of the user experience that we have created on that. We believe most people should be able to do this in a relatively quick time because we we have that relationship and trust with our consumers. And I think the other thing that we do is which we which we took it took us about eighteen months to think through this product and bear it to life because we wanted it to structure in a way where the outcome for the consumer is that they get a hundred percent free product, easy to open, and an optimized rate. Right. So when I say optimized rate. Let's go into the business side of that. The way we structured this program is we partnered with the network of 800 banks who optimize the yield on a monthly basis. So what they do is they would move money around in community banks, in larger banks. On a monthly basis, they would promise a yield. And when they deliver that yield, we take the full 100% of that yield and pass it on to our consumer. And to be able to structure something like that, we had to do a first party solution that will actually help consumers actively save money on our platform. Interesting. And and so when I, when I refer to how it fits into the ecosystem, not necessarily what's in it for Credit Karma, but um, I guess 
as a Credit Karma user, if I open up this bank account, what, mm-hmm. what, what's the greater experience with, with this savings account and, and how does it incorporate um, some functionality with the other things that Credit Karma offers me? Sure, happy to answer that. In my mind, I think this is for us the right thing to do, right? So if you look at our history, when we did uh, credit scores and reports 12 years ago, similar questions were uh, propping up saying, hey, why would you do this for free? What's in it for you? And we believed at that time that having access to your own report and score is, is your right and you should have that. And it's blasphemy that you don't have that today, at least 12 years ago. And same as the case is, it's kind of a blasphemy that 50% of Americans do not have $400 in savings, right? So if you think from that member's perspective, a life event, a simple thing like your car breaking down could get you into a downward spiral. So the car broke down, you don't have savings to get the car fixed. Then the person doesn't show up to work next day. Paycheck for the week is shortened and then starts the downward spiral. Then you miss on a credit card payment and credit score gets ahead and so on and so forth. We see all this data on our members and we believe it's a blasphemy that half of America does not have $400 in emergency savings. So I think that was the ethos with which we started saying, hey, this is the right thing for us to do. And from a product offering perspective, one of the things that I'm proud of actually launching the initial launch itself, we call that the saving simulator, right? So what that teaches the consumer is the power of compounding and the power of starting small, right? So if it's a simulator which shows you if you were to, for example, put $20 a month for about three years, you will have more savings than half of America. And all you have to do is $20 a month, which loosely translated is about four lattes, which I believe most consumers in America should be able to afford in that sense. So I think we are a pretty mission-driven company and we always start with that ethos saying, what's the right thing for us to do for the consumer? Let's start there and everything else get, will get figured out over time. Interesting. And, and so you mentioned MVB Bank in there. Um, and you know, I assume from the beginning, Credit Karma did not want to go after getting a, a banking license, at least not yet. How, what, how did you determine uh, the partner that you chose? You don't have to necessarily speak about MVB itself, but like, what were the criteria that you guys were looking for when you're looking for a partner? Yeah, so I think when it took us a lot of time doing diligence on the right partners, finding the right network uh, that will optimize the yield, finding the right bank of record, in our case, the MBV bank, we're looking for partners who are security first, right? So for us, given that we are custodians of data for such a large member base, security is the one thing that comes primal for all of us, for us, for every business, every partnership that we do. So a large amount of security diligence, large amount of uh, solving. So if you think of any of these banks, the easiest way to come to market is that these banks are, uh, any bank in the country has a charter and every bank has been regulated by the FDIC and the FINRA, a bunch of regulatory bodies overlook a bunch of them. So I think that helps us determine that if, if these are regulatory bodies, there are solvency checks and balances, there are security checks and balances, we would have to handpick the partners that we would work with to do the right thing by our consumers. And those are the kind of things we would look at before we do any partnerships now or future. That makes sense. And, and, and so um, can you tell us a little bit, uh, I know you guys just launched, but is there, I assume you were testing this for a while. Like, do you have early feedback on sort of the experience and the take up of, of the new savings product? 
Mm -hmm. We're seeing uh, exciting traction. We haven't fully ramped yet. So we have, what we've done is we have ramped to a small percentage of existing Credit Karma members and we are watching. What we want to do is to make sure we've built a product and as, as a general product principle, you typically takes a few weeks before you can ramp it to 100% of your consumer base. What we are looking for is early bugs that we might encounter. This is, as I said, this is the first time we are going to handle people's money and I'm damn well very careful in making sure we don't have inadvertent bugs or mistakes. So having little exposure is helpful and we've been live, I would say, since 10 seven. So it's been about two weeks and we have watched a lot of data and uh, everything is going uh, as per plan. And if everything continues to go as per plan for the next few days, our hope is by 1028, which is the coming Monday, we will be able to open up for all of 90 million American members uh, on the platform. Wow, that's exciting. And, and you talk so much about, obviously, and every time we've spoken to Credit Karma, it's a similar story about how, you know, how everything is customer first and, and creating products for your end users. Um, mm -hmm. So ethos-wise, it sounds like this was a good fit, but now that you're moving, it's actually touching money. Is, is there... Is, has it required some type of cultural shift internally, I guess, to understand that now you guys are like, it's, it's sort of a different model in a way? Yeah, I think uh, the level of trust that is required uh, for, from our platform, from consumers is much higher, right? So when it's a different world when you're doing financial recommendations and it's a altogether different bar when you're handling uh, money for people. So I think beefing up our compliance uh, department, beefing up our security department, we call them trust and safety, uh, our member support, right? So for example, when we are doing credit scores and reports, uh, if you have a question on your credit score, that may not sound that urgent and we can deal with uh, actually giving you support over email. In my experience, when we did taxes, we did 24 seven uh, chat support, which means in our case, you are there to do your taxes. You have taken out this evening in the tax season to go finish your taxes. If you have a question, we better answer it to you right then and there. So we introduced 24 seven chat support at that point, and that extends to the savings product as well. And with savings, we are also uh, doing phone support. So you would basically be able to call us in and we would call you and help you with any money question that you have. Many a times people would have questions like, hey, my money is here. Uh, I have questions on it. How do I take it out or whatever that might be. So I think the bar for member support, as we call it, is much higher. So I think in our perspective, this is how the business has to evolve over time as we do more and more things that require more trust uh, building with the consumer. If you end of the day, think about it, our business is nothing but trust, right? So we have 100 million members, half of them come back to us on a quarterly basis. And eventually we don't charge anyone anything from a consumer perspective to that point that if we were to ever charge, if you think we did a good job and you want to pay us from the goodness of your heart, we don't have a payment processor built in, so we can't really, really charge you, which means you can't really pay us, even if you think we did a great job. So with, with that ethos uh, in mind, the only way our business grows and moves forward is consumer trust, right? And we have to evolve as a company, which we have, and I have overseen both the products that have taken our evolution product forward with tax and now savings, and we have beefed up the right parts of the product. We have beefed up the right parts of our company to make sure we can continue to build on that trust. 
Uh, just, I'm just curious. So the phone support that you added for, for this banking product, is, is that a new capability for Credit Karma? That is correct. In the past, we did not have that. Okay. Um, and is it fair, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is, is, is launching a savings account um, a signal, I guess, to the market that you guys are kind of becoming a, a full-blown you know, financial institution uh, with, with data and um, free products at its core? I think the latter half of your statement <laughs> in terms of a financial services company with a lot of data built on consumer trust is correct, right? So to clarify, we are not a bank right. and we don't want to be a bank because we believe that is not our core business, right? Mm -hmm. Our core business is driving insights from data, making the right recommendations and not necessarily come up with financial services products, which is what our banking partners do. Also, from that perspective, the regulatory and compliance uh, burden that comes with being a bank, like if you talk to any of the big banks in the country, you will find out that they have thousands over thousands of people just in uh, member support and trust and safety. Credit Karma overall as a company has about a thousand people, right? So having said that, we, we don't believe we are uh, either ready or have any ambition to go become a bank. What we are is a consumer first company. What we're going to do is we're going to make in, uh, sense of the data, which is your data. We're gonna give you the right recommendations. We are not going to charge you for it. We're gonna let you make the decision. And in many cases, we will actively uh, find a way to get you in a better financial spot, like with the savings product. And then eventually, and it's all whole business built on trust, but we don't intend to ever become a bank per se, because I think that is a very different way to think about a business per se. And I think, Nothing to do with company. If you ask me my personal opinion on where uh, financial services is going, by the way, I think it's an ecosystem play, right? So, mm -hmm. And I come from Google and I think about uh, computing infrastructure and platforms for that matter, right? So I've observed closely the Android ecosystem and the Chrome ecosystem. Google calls this platforms and ecosystems per se. If you think about computing per se today, there are three dominant ones. There is the Apple ecosystem, there's the Google ecosystem, and there's the Microsoft ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And as a consumer, when you think about computing and devices, be it phones or laptops or tablets, you pick a ecosystem with the company that you have trust with, the company that you have a relationship with, and then you're all in. I'm not sure if you're an iPhone person or an Android person. I'm clearly an Android person. I have a selective bias. I spent uh, more than half my adult life at Google. So I would say I'm biased in that nature, but, but I have a deep relationship with that company and all my computing choices are with that company. So that amount of consolidation is coming to financial services, right? So there eventually, I, I think about it this way, my seven-year-old daughter, when she grows up in 10 years, she would probably have a part-time job. She's not gonna think about that I'm gonna take company A and I'm gonna open a checking account there and then I'm gonna take company B and I'm gonna open a savings account there and I'm going to have company C where I'm going to have an investing account. She's going to basically say, this is the financial ecosystem, which is that company X that I have a relationship and trust with, whom I'm going to trust to be the custodian of my dollars and she's gonna go with that. Like I'm, I'm probably foreshadowing the future here, but I think a lot about how my children are gonna interact with technology and the world. And I believe financial services is gonna move that way and consolidation is coming, it's a matter of time. And for us to be in a position where you are the leader in terms of size and trust with consumers is paramount once we know that that consolidation is coming.
Does that make sense? It does make a lot of sense, and it actually jives with a, a lot of our coverage of um, sort of platforms and ecosystems as well. Um, so I guess given what you just described, we have time for one last question. Um, you sort of alluded to this in, in, in your answer. It's like you just launched the savings account. You talk about launching it more broadly by the end of the month. Um, what else do you have in the pipeline, even if it's not specific products that I guess I assume you have other things in the pipeline that are, are sort of more expansive now as, as you move into actually touching customer money. Um, can you share some of that with us? Yeah. So I think so savings is something that, as I said, we've been working on for about 18 months. We are singularly focused on that right now, because I think, as I said, like if you look at Credit Karma for the first five years, we were only a credit score and reports company. We didn't do anything else, right? So I think on the asset side, given it's our first foray, my first focus is to make sure we get the product right. We get our consumers in a space where we they trust us with their money. We get the platform right. We basically said, hey, we're going to have a 100% free product. We're going to have ease of opening, and we're going to get an optimized rate. That's the promise. And like the question is, can I deliver on that promise? I would want to watch that before we make other plays. But yes, all the other plays that you could think of, anybody who is connected in the financial services could think of many, many directions we could go. We also think about many, many directions we could go. But in my mind, the product ethos that I've learned from many, many years of my product management career is to say, hey, one step at a time, do the right thing by the consumer, continue to build the trust. And over time, you will actually, if you have, even if you have to come to a point where you have to pivot, you'll figure out what's the right pivot based on consumer trust. And that's where my head is at right now. Not ready to say what am I committed to doing right now because we truly aren't committed to anything that new right now. Getting the savings product right is the P0, uh, as we call it, uh, for the company and for the team. And I'm keeping the team focused on that. Thank you very much for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thank you, Zach.